welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm excited that you're joining us today. And we have an amazing show because my guest, I think he has more energy than me. So put the seatbelt on, kids, because we're going to take off. (laughs) As you listen to the show every week, I truly do hope that you feel my passion about changing this whole sales paradigm out there from this icky, sleazy kind of yuck perspective to really coming from a place of love, care, and respect. And I I truly hope between my guests and I that you see that there are so many alternatives out there that we can really make sales fun, profitable, and also make an impact out there. To help you on your journey of changing your sales game, I have a free gift for you. It's my free communication style assessment. You will get two reports. I know many of you have heard this before. First report, your natural superpowers. It's how people how people are perceiving your message, which is important to know because perception becomes our reality. Flip side, you'll get the report for your lowest score, which is typically a blind spot. And my hope is that by shining a light on that blind spot or the style of communication that you find the most difficult to navigate, we give you a little bit of help so that you can navigate it with ease and grace. And that is my gift to you. Now, my motivational quote today is by Simon Sinek, and it says, remember, you are not in charge. You are responsible for those you charge. Now, as entrepreneurs, we know that sending emails to our subscribers on a regular basis kind of has to be an important part of our marketing plan. But what I think so many of us do is spend a great deal of time building that email list, and then we don't send any emails. So having a healthy email list really can be a huge impact on the growth and success of our business, but it doesn't make any difference how many subscribers you have if you're not, if they're not opening any of the emails. So if you want subscribers to stay on your list and be responsive, you have to take care of them and take that next step. So of course, my wonderful guest, Rob Fortier, and I are going to discuss his proven strategy to quickly turn email subscribers into loyal fans and customers. Now, Rob is a copywriter and email marketing specialist, and his goal is to help coaches, consultants, and service providers use the written word to get their message out into the world so they can effectively market their products and services. He is absolutely dedicated to helping his clients increase their leads and sales and believes that email is one of the most cost-effective marketing tools for solopreneurs and small business owners. So, Please help me welcome my amazing friend, Rob, to the show. So, Rob, thanks for being on. Oh, Connie, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't even tell you. I, I, right. They better strap in because we're right. taking off. <laughs> That's right. I'm a New Yorker. I talk fast. So we're going to get it all in. <laughs> East Coast. It's how we roll out here. You know? That's right. I That's right. It. I love it. The, the thing that I, you know, you and I have been in each other's kind of orbit for a while. And we recently reconnected um, through, and I'm going to give a link at the end for an infinite list because we're talking about email lists and I have a resource. We both have a resource and a friend who's helping us build our email list and we want to share and pay it forward. So I put that list in the show notes. But the thing I love about you is, and I think you and I are in sync because you're about lead generation and we have to bring people in. And then I'm about that sales conversation to help with the conversions, right? Mm -hmm. But if we don't have any leads coming in, I can't help you, right? And if you're really good at having conversations, but you don't have a clue how to bring the leads in, they need you. So I love like we have this little marriage where you and I are yin and yang as it relates to 
serving our community, but also generating revenue for our businesses. So yeah. I, I, I get excited when I have people like you on the show, because I think philosophically we're the same, but I think we, we do the same thing, but in a very different way. Does that yeah. make sense? It makes perfect sense. And we're totally going to nerd out, but you just made, uh, even just in the get-go, a, a, a really important point about the conversation, because that is something that People don't think of, you know, yes, sales conversation, you want to get on the phone, you want to talk to people, find out what they need, how you can help them. But a lot of that can actually really start in the written form, in the emails, you know, it's getting the leads in. But a lot of people make the mistake of having an email list and just saying, I'm just going to just send things to you constantly and maybe you'll buy one of these. And that's a huge error because it's a great opportunity to develop a relationship, to start that relationship before you even pick up the phone and really get people on your side, really give them value, really help them, really give the opportunity to ask, um, have them ask questions of you. It's like, okay, if you ask a question at the bottom saying, hey, did you have uh, did this resonate with you or are you struggling with this? Hit reply and let me know. Even if they don't, they know that you're available to them. You're not just talking at them because that's how marketing used to be. A lot of people think of that as like, oh, we're just going to talk at people, blah, blah, blah. That social media and email have changed that game completely. It is a two-way conversation. And if you think of email like that as a conversation, as opposed to I have to get all the right things in and hopefully somebody will read to the end, it, it makes it a lot better. It makes it a lot more effective if you think of it that way as a dialogue. Yeah. And, and here, you know, it's so funny as you were saying that I'm picturing you know, through my sales, you know, as, as a, a business owner, right, where I go and I help sales teams, the number of people that they think sales is about, I'm going to vomit all of this information to my client because they need to know this information to make a decision. The logic I get, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. the reality is they don't need us to vomit information. We need to listen to what the situation truly is through questioning and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now once I understand, right. Seek to understand before being understood. Once I understand now I can make a more complete solution. The other thing you said though, was they, they have this email list and then what do they do? They bombard them with buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's the same thing as getting on a sales call and vomiting. You know how I can help you. Blah. And at, if the client goes, example, I'll just give a real silly, stupid one, because a lot of my clients are banks and credit unions. It's like saying to somebody walking in and saying, do you need a home equity? Do you need a home equity? Do you need a home equity? And after the 10th time, they say, did you know I rent? They don't need a home <laughs> equity, right? No. So it's, it's like we're talking at people instead of with people. And I yeah. see that way too much with the email marketing that you described. It's like, buy, 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 buy. And it's like, I don't, I don't even, I'm not having, I have zero interest in what you're selling. The other thing you said that I think is important builds the relationship through the email. So if the email doesn't sound like me right now, you actually go, oh, kind of interested. Sounds kind of cool. And then you get on a call with me and you're like, who are you? Your emails don't sound like you. Mm -hmm. Then you, you've lost the sale because you, any trust you had built is now disintegrated because it wasn't you. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't real. So mm -hmm. we have to build that relationship from the first time they opt in and then through that email sequencing that you're, I am not the expert you are, but I think it, we're saying the same thing. Just yeah. the delivery is a little bit um, different. So, but there has to be consistency. Otherwise we confuse the buyer and then they don't buy. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. What a waste of time and money, right. On everybody's right. part. 
And in terms of, you said something really cool too about like we're talking to people and they're not necessarily interested is, is that's another mistake that a lot of folks make with, if they think it's just about the volume of, um, of subscribers. And you and I run before we got on this call, we're talking about um, some promotions we have been doing. And it's not always the person with the biggest email list. It's how engaged is your list? Do you have the right people on your list? That's why like having a really good lead magnet or an opt-in offer is so important because you don't want everybody on your list. You're going to end up hating that at the end. You're going to end up paying lots of extra money for it. You're going to get unsubscribes. You're going to um, have low open rates. But if you curate the people coming in, like this lead magnet is tracking the people that I eventually want to serve in a larger capacity, but this is the very first touchstone of it, then you end up building a list of people that are engaged and want to receive your offers and your other information and look to you for advice. So that's, a, I think, a thing people miss too a lot too, is they just think, oh, I need to put out some like cool free stuff. It's like, no, you need to think about... They're going to end up hopefully as your customer, but what are the eight steps that happen before that? It's you bring the right people into your community, basically. Yeah, and it, it, quality, quality in, quality out, garbage in, garbage out. It, yeah. it is what it is, right? Yeah, even yeah. in our thoughts, right? If we have garbage thoughts all the time, we're going to attract, you know, just crappy situations where as of more positive thinkers, right? More positive energy comes your way. Premise mm-hmm. is the same, right? The universe works as the universe works. The laws are what they are, people. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it affects us in every area of business. I have to mm-hmm. ask why, because you, like me, are very passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. So why are you so passionate about helping business owners and entrepreneurs with this whole email, email marketing perspective and, and effort? Um, well, one of the things I have seen over the years of coaching and doing copywriting work is that it doesn't matter the size of your business. So many of us have the same problem, and that is we don't know how to talk about what we do in a way that makes sense to other people. So often people go, they're, they're trying to sell like, um, like you can join this program and you'll get all this coaching for me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but what I really need you to help me do is like, how do I stop procrastinating or how do I learn to write blog pieces better? Or how do I learn to use Facebook? They want to solve a problem. And that was what I kept seeing over and over as people just kept offering like the stuff rather than offering the solutions. So um, sort of with, with email and with copywriting, you can really change that game when you focus on, and it's not easy to do. People struggle with this, but when you focus on the result that's what people put down their money for. You know, I use the example of nobody really wants to be healthy. I mean, we all want to be healthy, but I don't want to give you a hundred dollars to help me make me healthy, but I would give you a hundred bucks if you can teach me how to lose five pounds before next Friday. I mean, that's probably not healthy, but the concept is you are, there's a payoff, right? There's a benefit to it. And so, you know, with email too, there's such easy access to it. You know, email is inexpensive to use. I think the stats show that for um, every dollar or so that you invest, you can get back about 34 to $40 in that investment. Whereas the alternative to that is to pay for ads. And let me tell you, if you want to learn how to waste hundreds of dollars in a matter of minutes on Facebook or social media, call me. I'll set it up for you because I've, I've experimented with that. And it's that social media is an important part of marketing plans, but it's, 
it's the shiny object I think we get stuck into. It's like, oh, it's fun and it's this and it's colorful and I can spend all day on Canva making little pieces and stuff. But how effective is that if you're not getting people into your world? Because you're missing an opportunity to talk to people. Then you're just sort of hoping that, oh, somebody sees it when they happen to be on, um, you know, whatever platform it is, Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, so that was the thing I, I got so excited about is like, here is an opportunity to use something that is so inexpensive to use and is so powerful and doesn't have to take a lot of time to execute. Yeah. Everybody doesn't know how to do it. And you said something before that um, the, the, we don't know what to do. So we talk about, I could coach and I do this and I do this, and this is what you're going to, my, my program. It's the same thing with the sales conversation. We talk yeah. features mm-hmm. versus what is at the end of the day, what is the result you're going to get? So the messaging, see the, the consistency from and that's why I love marketing people because you have to have that message you dot des, dialed in because then when the person's in front of you again and you ask the right questions and you understand their full situation now you can hit them with oh I can help you get that result and all we have to do is right and then you could start talking about how you're going to do it, but you have to let them understand that you understand what the problem is. And that, by the way, I do this all the time. I am the solution for, and then this is how we can do it. But you have to let them know that you can actually help them with whatever the problem is versus, right? And the other thing too, I see, Rob, and I don't know if you see this, and I get frustrated. People talk to me and they go, sales and marketing. I go, stop. I could tell you your marketing messaging is off after I meet you and I understand what your programs are and like who your ideal client is. Your messaging's off on the marketing. Please don't ask me to fix it. I don't want to do it. I don't know how to do it. I, I don't write as well as I speak, right? So I'm like, you need my friend Rob, man, because he's the jam with that. I'm not. The I find that people think they can do everything for everyone. And I I stay in my lane. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I know who to bring into the equation that I have vetted, that I have trusted, and oftentimes that I have used for my own personal whatever, right? That I'm trying to build. Do you find that yeah. too? That people think they could do it all. Absolutely. Um, either, either if they're the entrepreneur, they do it all themselves or, um, you know, like they're, they hire a coach who thinks they're going to do everything for them. Um, and I will tell you that I do marketing plans for people, but I also have a marketing coach for my own business. Um, because, because I sometimes can't see outside of, you know, my little window of the world, um, of what's happening. But I, I do think that, and the sales and marketing is they go very much hand in hand, but I am not a salesperson. I have, learned how to sell what I do, but I would never be like, yeah, just, just, just drop me, you know, at a desk with a, a, a list of leads and I'll start making calls and I'll make a, be a millionaire. Like that is not my game at all. Um, so there are two very different skills. They go together very well and it's good. But I, I do think a lot of people think they can do everything themselves and you get into trouble with that. I mean, there are certain things I think as a business owner that you can and should be doing if you're brand new or you're still young, you, you don't want to hire just everything out because you're still figuring things out. You're figuring out what is your message? What are the things that I really like helping people with that they need help with? What are the solutions that I can offer? And that takes a little bit of time. And that's how I feel about like email too. People are like, oh, I just want someone to write all my emails for me. It's like, well, great. I will totally do that. I will take your money and I will do that. Um, 
but that works the best for people who are established and have a have a message um, as opposed to I just started my business last week and I don't want to put three sentences together because it's too hard. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the other thing, too. I think if you hire the coach or the person or someone like you or me prematurely, you're not going to get the best results because you didn't do enough of the legwork for yourself, that clarity of what do you want your business to do? And I'm not saying you shouldn't hire a coach right out of the gate, right? Like I know right. I need some new entrepreneurs in networking. You and I are always networking and I'll ask questions and they'll say, Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I say, okay, breathe, just pick one of those things. And, and I, you don't have income coming in. So don't spend money but start to evaluate, think about what would that lead magnet look like? What would be a short down and dirty tip that you think would be the most impactful to build your authority, right? And all those things, then you could hire someone to create that lead magnet, but you put the thought into it instead of saying, well, what should I do? And someone will go, well, you know, when I deal with salespeople, this is what I help them create, which is so not your messaging at all. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we hire people, people prematurely, not that we shouldn't, but that we don't have our own clarity. And I, and I give you a perfect example. You know, Michael Neely, right? We're friends with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm as client for three years now. When COVID hit, I had done everything um, live, Rob. I had never digital. I didn't even know what that was. And mm. so when COVID hit, you know, my business literally stopped. All my, my live, my corporate clients called and said, yep, we're done. We don't know what's going on. I understood, understood. So I said to my husband, I think my business is going to close. How long is this COVID going to last? I don't know what to do. So I'm intelligent, right? I vomited for about 24 hours. I'll be honest with you. Cause I thought, Holy crap, I've built this 19 year business and it's gone in one day. Like how could this be? Yeah. So I started doing research saying, well, what are businesses doing that are like mine, but they're able to digitize. So through my investigation and my research and networking and all of this, Michael's emails kept pop popping in and I liked the vibe of them. See, so the messaging mm -hmm. and then he had an event and I thought, let me go, let me explore. I paid the money to go see it. It was a few hundred dollars. I said, let me go to this event on zoom and see what I can learn within 20 minutes. I knew I had to hire him because I had the pieces of the puzzle. I didn't know I did. Right. See, mm -hmm. this is where that, that inquisition comes. I had the pieces of the puzzle. None of them were working together because I didn't need them to because it was word of mouth on how I got hired. The game changed overnight. Yeah. So sometimes even when we don't have that income coming in, like in my my instance, but I had a lot of years under my belt. He was the right person. He came showing up when I needed him. So yeah. we just have to, we really have to be patient and allow those opportunities to find us. But then we have to vet the people out to make sure we're not throwing money away and that they're actually going to help us achieve. In this case, all of these assets I had, he helped me pull them together. So now they're working together on all cylinders, right? And I'm creating income through another whole division within a, within a company. I mm -hmm. couldn't have done that by myself, right? I needed help with that piece. Yeah. Absolutely. And what an, what an amazing transformation to, um, to hear about, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people who have had to sort of, you know, redesign their businesses. Um, yeah. But you make such a great point about, you know, really knowing, you know, you knew what skills you brought to the table, you just didn't know how to put them together. And so often I see business owners show up who are like, well, I just want to do the thing. It's like, well, it doesn't work that way. You want to do that, go get a job, get someone to hire you to just do the thing and you show up and get paid every day. If you want to run a business, 
even if you don't end up doing it all yourself, you have to understand how it all works, all the pieces together. I hear people throw out marketing terms all the time, like funnels. And I don't even know, like, that's the one I hear a lot. People are like, I was on a phone with a client the other day. He was like, well, I get these emails all the time for people who would say, I should need to build a funnel to sell. I'm like, you sell candy. Like you either want it or you don't, you don't sell $8,000 coaching packages where people need to get to know you. It's like, do I want this thing? Yes. No, that's your funnel. (laughs) So it's, um, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation that gets thrown around too. People start using these buzzwords about um, what they need to do. It's like, you need to get people, you know, I tell people it's like, everything is like a business is like, um, like an ice cream cone, right? Um, and at the top of it is like where you want to get people to get a little bit of a taste of you and they take their first lick and that's you getting them in there. They're seeing you for the first time and maybe they opt in for something. And then as you get farther and farther down the ice cream cone, you, know, you get to like the, oh, what's at the bottom? Like the chocolate syrup. That's the good part. That's where they become a client. And there's all this other cool stuff in between where you interact with them. And to me, that's a funnel. But some people have the funnel is, you know, it's the Dixie cup ice cream cone. And other people, it's like the giant waffle cone. Depends on what you sell. But it's um, you have to know, you don't have to do this all yourself, but you need to have an understanding of how that works. You can't go from, I just met you to, I'm going to give you $10,000. That very rarely ever happens, I feel yeah. like. It's like meeting someone at the bar, buying them a drink ago, so we're going to get married now? Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, I want 10 kids, so just be ready, Okay. <laughs> I'm not messing around here. I'm leaving now. Right. That's when they go to the bathroom. So I have to use the ladies room mention. Yeah. They go out the back door and say, that date is over. How They're funny. They're gone. Do not funny. call me. Yeah. So, all right. I, I am not, I will, I would never, I, I am competent at best at writing. I would never say in my wildest dreams that I am great at it. And I actually have a writing coach. So I have two coaches because I know it's a blind spot. I know I'm okay at it. But okay is not good enough for me. So my own self-development, right? How can I develop this skill? If people feel that writing is difficult, just what are some of the ways that you can help them make that easier? Because I I understand that because I'm not a writer naturally. Sure. Um, And that's what I think a lot of people really get hung up on is that whole concept of, oh my gosh, I'm going to get, I'm going to be judged. You know, they, they have this fear of someone's going to call me out because my grammar is imperfect. Hey, guess what people? I'm a terrible speller. That's what spell check is for. That's what tools like Grammarly are for to uh-huh. sort of give it a once over. Um, things like the Hemingway app will tell you if your sentences are too complicated. So there's tool, there's so much, I mean, tools available to us, but one of the things, and you said this earlier is that you are a speaker, right? So one of the things that like, if you were, it came to me and said, Rob, I'm really stuck. Just talk it out. If you have a topic you want to talk about, get on a Zoom thing and record it. Use your phone. Find a way to just get it out of your system and talk it out. You can then use an app like... um uh, like otter eight otter.ai or there's a million of them where you just transcribe it and then you can go in and clean it up. You can be like, okay, I need to fix this grammar or punctuation and edit some stuff out. But we get so hung up on looking at this blank page. It's like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to transform this. I got to send out this email in an hour and I uh, can't put a sentence together that I want people to release the perfectionism of it it's again back to a conversation right you don't i didn't i don't plan out all my conversations in my head before i sit down and have coffee with a friend of mine they just happen and so i feel like if you can give yourself a little bit of permission to be a little messy 
and just get it out of your system, you have plenty of time to make it perfect afterwards. But it's the getting it out, not losing the ideas, not self-editing as you go along. That's a big one too. I like to tell people, set a timer, set a timer for 20 minutes, turn off all your distractions and just type no matter what comes out of your brain, just even if it doesn't make sense, just get it all out, then walk away from it and come back. And when you come back to it later, you're like, oh, that was a really good idea or this will work or I can use this. Um, so it's finding ways to make it fun, sort of free yourself up is that you, it's easier to go from having this blank daunting page to getting some stuff out the door because then it ties into consistency, right? People get nervous about sending emails or like, oh, it's so time consuming or I can't figure out how to do this. And then they don't send out stuff or they send out emails like, you know, once every three months. And, you know, that's the thing about any kind of marketing. And you know, this is you have to show up consistently. It doesn't mean every day or 17 times a day, but you know, once a week is better than once every three months. I think that's, that can be a consistency. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, my follow-up, the last step in my sales process is follow-ups, the seventh step, and I call it CPR and I tease. So anybody who's not watching on, on YouTube and you're listening, but m- imagine the paddles, right? That you're dying on the table and they go and they bring you back. They give you the CPR, right? They're, yeah. they're doing the paddles. To me, that's the follow-up. We forget the follow-up piece. That's the consistency. And so my CPR is consistent, persistent, respectful. The big word is the respectful follow-up. But you're saying the same thing in the emails. We don't want to badger people, but you can't send something out every three months and think that they're going to remember who you are. They're they're busy in their lives. They're not thinking about what you could do. The other thing you said, and I I do this, by the way, that's why if you weren't watching on YouTube, I cringed when he said it. He said, you go to sit and write, just write, just write, just write, just write. Don't edit yourself. I go, oh, that doesn't sound right. And I go back, I try to do that. And then I go back and I edit myself instead of just doing that free flow to let the, because we do have genius in us because we're good at what we do, right? I know Mm -hmm. I'm good at what I do, but I halt myself because I'm like, well, that's not going to sound right. Instead of just getting the ideas out and then reiterate and rewriting later, I have to be honest, Rob, that's a tough one for me. So I I get it. You know, I get what you're saying, but I get the struggle that people have with it as well. Sure. But it does take like anything. It takes practice, right? If you never try to do that, you'll never get any better at it. So you have to give yourself permission to say, I'm just going to, maybe I'll just practice this today. Maybe I'm not going to write a real thing I'm going to send out, but I'm going to set aside a half an hour just to play with this and see what comes out of me. Um, you know, there is creativity involved and, and not everybody is a great writer, but we're not writing for the New York Times here. We're not trying to win a Pulitzer Prize. We're trying to communicate with our audience, you know? And if I sat you down and said, Hey, tell me about, um, sales, something about sales, you could probably talk for days and I'd be like, okay, are we done yet? You know, because you have so much information, but so that this for people is the hang up is like, well, I don't know what to write into my email, but what if we were having a talk? What would you say if I came to you for advice, what would you tell me? Um, and so if you can connect those, it makes sending out emails a whole lot better. And it's interesting. I had, I did a speaking event, a new client and they did a kickoff and I just did a little half hour so they could get to know me. And then I went and I actually did this live for this one client in New Hampshire. But anyway, the, on the 30 minute, one of the women, she had a a very good question. So she sent it to the CEO and said, do you think you connect me with Connie? Because I have a question about business development and whatever it was. So she emailed me and it was, it was a good question, but it was a big question. So I responded and I go, I don't know how to answer this (laughs) because 
there's 50 things I could tell you with that one little question. So I know there's more to see. This is what we're talking about though, right? This is what we have to do through that email. So I said, can you jump on a zoom call for, I have 20 minutes, you know, 12 o'clock today. And we did, we jumped on and we became great friends. But the funniest thing was her question. And what I thought I was going to say was totally different because we don't know what that question really is. So when you try to come from that email marketing where let me share 40 years of experience with you in an email, no one's scrolling, man. Nobody cares. It's that one quick hit, that one quick topic where people go, holy crap, she's talking to me. I'm struggling mm-hmm. with what that one little piece. But yeah. again, Rob, this is hard because, and you know this too, in your own world, like you said, you hire people to help you with your marketing strategies because we have so, you're so good at this that we have so much, but what's that one nugget? that we, we pull out and that's where the difficulty comes and why we need to talk to people or hire people to help us discern that. Sure. Really, really quick. Cause we're almost out of time. Oh my God, this is there. I love you. I want to keep going, but we're <laughs> almost out of time. What are a few of the types of content that you think people should be writing about or sending to their subscribers that seems to get the most traction? Um, it's a, it's a combination, right? Because we're all building email lists because we want to sell stuff. So that's part of it. And sales, as you know, you're adding value when you try to make somebody the right offer. You're adding value to their lives. You're giving them something that they need. So sales, sales emails, but mixed in with other kinds of content. Um, you can do a teaching email where maybe you teach something in five bullet points. Um, there's a great, an easier one to do is a resource email. Um, you can do like, here are five great books that I read to help me that have been helping me with this part of my business. Or here are three new apps I discovered this week that are helping me with my productivity. Like whatever you talk about in your business. So they could be books, apps, blogs, videos you've seen, anything that's a resource. You can put those together in a couple of sentences with the links and say, send it off. Um, uh, sometimes people do, if you have a podcast or you have um, a YouTube channel, you can do what I like to call the lead me email, where you start the conversation with somebody about addressing whatever the episode is about, what are the problems we talked about. And then to continue this, go and watch the rest of this video or go listen to my podcast to hear the rest of it. Um, so that way you're sort of getting um, them to see you in other f- fashions, just besides reading your emails. But it's all about keeping things that people that's that inspires them, that entertains them, that educates them, and then also mixing in offers that are going to add value and help them improve whatever it is that they do. So it's a combination of things, but they can be. I'm a big fan of short emails. I don't, you know, you mentioned like they go on for days. I try to make all my emails under 500 words. And usually they're about three, three fifty. So if you're, if you also too, like if you're writing blog posts, yeah, those are fifteen hundred words or longer. Those are much more detailed. But an email, nobody wants to read your fifteen hundred word email. It's like, especially on a phone, you're looking at that and like, oh my gosh, there's so much text. I can't, you know, like where's where's the buy me button or whatever the thing they want me to do is scroll, scroll, scroll. So keep them short too, and that makes them also easier and faster to write. And I like the idea of the podcast, right? So if you're on a podcast or you host a podcast, that could be very valuable content. Do a quick little blip about, hey, guys, if this is something you're struggling with, whatever the pain is or whatever the struggle is, 
hey, we had a real good discussion and here's some, here's one quick tip, listen in for more. So repurposing by writing, you know, maybe even 200 words, but then having the link for them to check out the rest of the podcast. So that again, if they're interested, now they're seeing you in your zone of genius, Mm -hmm. having a live conversation. Again, like you and I, we share tips through this and, and we shared experiences through this that people resonate with and say, wow, Connie gets me or wow, Rob, really what he just said, that's exactly what my problem is. So again, through 200 words, but having a link to something that was a longer discussion could be exactly what you might need to do without writing a whole new email or well, in my podcast today, I talked about put it 200 words and then put the link in there, right? Life is good. Yeah. It's a, and, and, and also you're adding value too. They got some value out of whatever the tip you was included. And if you, as you said, they want more, they know how to go and get it. But that's the thing too, is think about why, how does this add value? Whatever I'm putting into emails, why does somebody, why does my audience need to hear this? Not do, not why I want to tell them, why do they need to hear it? And that's if you, right. and that again, continues the conversation aspect of putting the stuff down into words. And Rob, people that know me that listen to my show, I, they're probably laughing going, uh-huh, Connie says that all the time. It's not about me, right? It's not about my email. It's not about what I think you need to hear. It's about, hey, where are you struggling and how can I help you? It's mm-hmm. never about me. It's always, it has to be about the client and how we can serve. And that to me is how we get the ick out of marketing, the ick out of sales. We take the manipulation out. It's not about manipulation. It's about understanding. You know, Stephen Covey, his fifth habit is seek to understand before you you, you even try to begin to be understood. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, right? And, and the only way to do that is to understand what the person needs instead of what we think they need. It doesn't matter what we think. It's what they really, what the, what's the real situation? What's real? And that's where we get to come in and help and save the day. And we make money and, oh my gosh, what a good impact we have on whoever we're serving that we've helped them make more money, release trauma, whatever, whatever your zone of genius is out there that you're doing, um, but that we're helping and serving. And I think we forget that, that it's about, well, what's going to get the most conversions. If that's your objective for writing the email, please stop, right? That that should not be the the catalyst of why you want to get good emails out there. Yeah. It's who, 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 what's the greatest number of people I'm going to help with this email. And that could be by a conversion, but it might not be. There's lots of other ways to help people and be a resource. Cause that's what I see you as Connie is you are a resource for people, especially with that approach of what do you need? How can I help you? And that's what you want to be seen. That's when you become you know, an expert in your industry. You become the go-to person. You become the person that gets referred because people know what you stand for and how you serve. Um, and that is so important. Um, you know, I can't tell you the number of clients I get from referrals from people that I know that have met me um, because they've read my emails. They've been subscribers for years, or, you know, we've met at an event and they've gotten to really understand what it is that I stand for. Um, That goes, that goes way farther than any, you know, social media ad campaign you're ever going to (laughs) run so much more currency in that. Yeah. And, and just one more thought before we sign out based on what you said. Well, I'm not letting you go. This is, I got time. (laughs) Love you. I really do. I always have so much fun when we talk. Me too. I think what you just said now is important. It's the values 
And I think through how we write, how we show up, what our offers are, truly shows the values that are important to me. And it's funny because I don't attract those, the, the let me vomit on you salespeople. Mm-hmm. They know, don't come my way. Because number one, I won't, I won't take their business. Number, I, I don't want to work with people like that. So the people who are attracted, even my, my clients, like my corporate client, I was in New Hampshire and we had to drive up. It's, it was over five hour ride. My, my husband, and I went, we do adventures at night after I get done training. And I said to the CEO who I knew who brought me in and, but I had to prove myself to the executive team. They had a couple of other vendors they'd interviewed. And now we have to, the executives are coming through. I don't always see that. So having that power and that voice from the top down, now I'm coming in and I'm teaching. It's not my way. It's the values of the organization. And I said this all week, last week, and this week when I was up there, I I'm excited about you guys as my client, because I know I can help because our values are the same. It's about serving and showing up and, and just really giving. And when you give, you get so much more back Mm -hmm. and their values are like identical to mine just really quickly. So my husband afterwards, I trained three days in a row. I haven't done that in a while. Oh, wow. Older. Yeah. And so it was, you know, three full days. And the last day he said, who are you? I said, why? And he goes, you're still so energized. Usually by the third day, I thought you were going to be crashing and burning. And I said, can I tell you, they filled me with so much love and joy and holy crap. I go, this is the perfect client for me. And I am mm. the perfect vendor for them. And we all like they stayed late to talk. And so, you know, you're resonating. It has to be value driven and that whether it's written or like me with what I do verbal, it, we have to be, the values have to match up. Otherwise it's the wrong client for you. They're not on your list. They shouldn't be on your list because you're not going to be able to serve them. Right. It's all these moving parts. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so here's the deal. I know you need more Rob in your life. Hey, man, he's, he's in New York. So we're, who doesn't, people, who doesn't need more Rob in their life? We're both East Coasters, so we're we're connected about yes. two miles apart. Please, please go to his website, check it out. It's rob40a.com. Of course, I will put this in the show notes. If you have an email question, you're struggling with something with your emails, please email Rob at rob at rob40a.com. And he also has a beautiful free gift for everybody, which I'm going to let him describe. And I will put that link in the show notes. Tell us what that free gift is. Sure. It's called create fast nurture emails. So it's five templates that you can write hundreds of emails from to write to your lists. So they're not sales emails. We don't, that's a whole different topic, but it's five different ways for you to add value um, without having to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to format this or I don't know what to put. So it's got templates that are very short where you can just need a couple of sentences and a, and a little visual and they go into longer ones. I show you how to write the resource email where you give other resources, how to teach something in about four or five steps. Um, so there's, and I also have an example of the lead me template where you can lead somebody to your podcast or your YouTube channel. So there are great little templates when you get stuck, just go in and be like, okay, I can fill in the blank here, add a little personality and I can send it on my way. So it makes writing emails much faster. And they're, they're templates that I actually use. I did not like, I they didn't come out of nowhere that I actually used them in my own business. I have to do that with my podcast. I'm going to take a look at that, Rob. That could be a good resource for me. And I have you on speed dial. So if I have any questions, I know how to reach you by <laughs> you the way. Find me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I know where to find you. <laughs> and then one last thing, everyone. Again, Rob and I are all about serving and we actually both belong to this community. It's called Infinite List. And I know you've done the email marketing to help Michael, Michael Neely, who's my coach also. 
Um, but this is such a great program. It's called Infinite List. So if you truly, your objective for 2023 or even beyond, if you're listening in the future, Michael's your guy. And that Infinite List is a beautiful way to grow your email list. And then you can use Rob to make sure you're nurturing it properly. And then you can use me to close more sales. I'm giving it to yeah. you on a silver platter. It doesn't get any am- better than this. <laughs> it's amazing. And I will just throw in about Infinite List too. It's more than just a list building um opportunity yeah. it's a community of people really who really is. want to help each other so if that's something you also need more of in your life too it's a great place to be for that yeah and rob and i are there and we do go to the meetings and people ask questions and we really collaborate and share and help help together again you know the rising tide right the ships rise with the rising tide and, and yeah. i think you and i believe that and definitely michael believes that as well so come and play with us you'll actually get to see rob and i um in that community as well i will put that link in the show notes if that is something that is on your trajectory for business growth um you know right now i think that might be another nice uh really it's where they're like the little where the triangle rob yeah, absolutely. Right. Three, three, three edges. Of the, I'm going to talk to Michael about that. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, thank you again, Rob. Please, please reach out to Rob. Catch, get his free gift. Um, it's a no brainer and it will really help you. And then if you do have questions, please reach out and um, pick his brain. He's brilliant. He's truly brilliant and he's thank lovely you. to work with. And he, I know him. He will be happy to um, help you. We are cut from the same stone. So yes, um, thanks again, my friend, for being on and sharing such great content. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I always have a great time hanging out with you. So I'm happy to be here and help. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for for sharing with my peeps. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter where you are in changing your sales game, business career, whatever it is, I truly hope my guests and I provide some tips, strategies, and ideas that you can implement immediately. Information is a beautiful thing. We do have to become lifelong learners, but if you do nothing with that information, it just sits there in your brain. Let's use it. Let's apply it. Take some of the ideas. Use the gift from Rob today put it into action. I promise you magic happens when you go into action mode. So again, thank you for joining me um, and my guest on changing the sales game. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. I am truly honored that you are on this journey of changing your sales game with me and that you take the time to join me. And I truly hope that you have an inspired week where you take one thing, one little thing, put it into action and report back. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week, everybody. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.